0: You know when, like, you have a smell that's, like, lingering? Yes. The paint in my bathroom that's imbuing my entire house? Yeah. I went to, like, a Bean Bean Bob restaurant last night. Yum. Which I'm obsessed with. And, like, bathed everything. I just, I I feel like I could smell it in my nostrils Oh, totally. It's in
1: your hair? Yeah, totally.
0: I know, because that was the dumb thing that I didn't do before bed is I showered, but I didn't wash my hair because I want to wash it tonight. Yeah. I have to wash it's my hair. It's just tonight. lingering. It's been like a week.
1: Yeah. Aaron and I, there's a West African food spot that's always in this like certain location in like a cross section of our farmer's market mm-hmm. where if like mm-hmm. if Aaron walks in this like certain diagonal cross section, the rest of the week, that hair smelling like charcoal. You know what I mean? Like it's because they're so like funny. out there with their like wood yeah. fires and stuff. Oh man, the way that hair absorbs. I smell, love yeah, I feel that. the
0: smell of charcoal. Side note. I do too. Like a bonfire.
1: Yeah, I think it smells so nice. Yeah. Is that because oh we God. grew up going to, like, beach bonfires on opposite sides of the country?
0: I sure didn't go to a beach bonfire. but That like,
1: wasn't a thing in Miami? All we have like, here is beach kinda, bonfires. Kind of, but, like,
0: not really. Oh, interesting. Not, like, at least, I mean, maybe it is. Not in, like, my friend group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was. mean, I
1: mean, like, here, even the beaches, like, you, there's, like, set places for them no, fucking everywhere. It's, like, not legal. Oh, huh. interesting. Well, yeah, Florida. It's also not You hot. should be No one in Florida should have access to fire.
0: <laughs> I know. People in Florida like love a firework, you know? Of course. And I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) by the way, your worst nightmare is happening to me tonight. (laughs) What does that mean? Okay, so I'm going to my friend's show tonight. I'm going to my friend's concert tonight. So excited. So excited. And his girlfriend, who's like one of my best friends, texted me. I'm like, okay, great. What's the plan? Because she's like, oh, yeah, come to the hotel first. Oh, you're leaving at 11 p.m. or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. could it, And I was like, would not well, can it. we get dinner? And she's like, no, like he has interviews and like, I don't like we can't do dinner. Yeah. And I was like, so what do you want me to do? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what I'm supposed to do until 11 p.m. <laughs> And inner me is so pissed because this was like my, like, like 21-year-old me is like pointing and laughing.
1: I, oh, absolutely. You know? Oh, same. My 19-year-old self is like, bitch, what?
0: Yeah. Now I'm like fucking uh-huh. doing like. And you're going to wake up and drive to my down to me Trying tomorrow? to figure out. I have to go, even before that, I have to fucking go get blood work in the morning at like 9 a.m. So I could oh. then do it to come just before I go to San Diego because I've been That's putting funny. this
1: off. That's fucking funny. Good luck. Godspeed. I'll sleep in the car. You know I'm not driving. Absolutely, <laughs> Pr- passenger princess. And we'll just sleep the whole time. You're no, we can't. We have too much work to do. But
0: we'll nap. We're gonna go to bed early. I was telling Zoe. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the best. I was like, what a fun weekend of socializing with the most antisocial people we know. And he's like, remember, I know. I can't wait. <laughs>
1: remember my birthday when Sarah's dad came That's back what I out, and he goes, "That's it." And we're like, yeah, it's his it. Birthday. We're all in bed by ten.
0: Literally, my boyfriend and I are driving to San Diego tomorrow just for the night, and we both are really antisocial, and for some reason have so many plans this weekend. So we were like, "Is it too much? Like, can we can we do it?" And we're not going like, You need to remember who we're going to hang out with. And I brought up your birthday. I was like, yeah. "It was her birthday," and we were in bed by eleven p.m. asleep, and he was like. You're correct.
1: Aaron and I have already gone in and fights over our bachelor and bachelorette parties. He's like, you cannot go to bed at 11. I was like, it's my party. I You're can buy like, if me. I want to. Like, yeah.
0: Watch me. Yeah. That's the dr- fucking dream. That is the dream.
1: Except for I watch that TikTok again of those girls that dress up in Vegas like their type. And we're going out to like strip clubs and stuff. And I still oh. really think we should do that because it's fucking funny.
0: It is really funny. I
1: literally want a bachelorette party only to recreate a TikTok. We're going to insert it because it's funny. Like, this
0: might be my energy. Yeah, except TikTok's going to, like, get shut down but, or get banned.
1: I know, I know. And you know what? You, you, I said that years ago, and then I got talked out of it. Aaron's always been staying by that, and now you're saying that, too. So I'm kind of like, do we even bother with TikTok anymore? I think it's we should really until been it my shuts excuse. down,
0: huh? Oh, it's been my At least for t not- Like,
1: maybe us personally, we don't have to, but at least for t don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. Whatevs. Hey, I cried yesterday and I forgot to tell you about it in the spirit of crying more. You Mm -hmm. sent me Luna Montana's healing video, which was so cute and sweet. And I've heard about her once before through an old friend of ours, but hadn't really watched her content. And that was a very sweet video. But then I didn't cry in that, although it was amazing. And I love everything she had to say about mental health and OCD. Everyone should go watch it. Mm -hmm. But then I watched her Nutcracker video and I grew up going to the Nutcracker. She's a part of the Nutcracker every year because she's a ballerina. I grew up doing ballet. I grew up going to the Nutcracker every single year is my dad's favorite thing. He always took us. I was in the Nutcracker in fifth grade, literally just hearing the music. I took photos just hearing the music. I just started crying. crying. I just started crying. I was like, "Ah, it was beautiful. That's sweet. She danced the part that Becky danced. Back in the day, it's Becky's birthday today. It was all very full circle for me.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Becky. Happy birthday, Becky.
1: Oh, that's sweet. I love a good cry. I love a good cry. It was a very sweet cry. It was like a fun, it was like a, oh, I love this. Like, like, a, like a nice nostalgic. Memories. Totally. Nice nostalgic cry.
0: Whenever I have a nostalgic cry, I start to feel it, it, it. The line between me feeling cringed out by myself is so thin where I'm like, oh, oh my God, fun. you are not in a rom com, bitch. Like, relax and then i'm like no this is sweet it's funny because the way i do that is like
1: i just think me crying is sweet no matter what but now i'm like (laughs) that fucking gen z content bitch that's like trying to take photos of me while i'm crying because i'm trying to post it for TMV. and then i'll take one and be like okay now i can't stand myself
0: (laughs) i am saying this here to hold myself fucking accountable catch me never posting a picture of me crying
1: oh i have so
0: many photos of me crying
1: so Watch nice. me say that in
0: like in um, a year, a month, there's going to be yeah. like a whole montage, but like it's pretty, it's, it's cringe so and I bad. do it
1: and it's cringe, but I, something about it, I think, especially if it's like a nostalgia cry or something, I will say it does make me laugh because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And then it kind of makes yeah. me laugh.
0: Yes. Yes. And I get it for like document and I just got to get another tissue. Come you for can me. still
1: talk. I can hear you, but I know
0: the people are going to come for me when I say this because they're gonna be like, you're so aggressive. But like what I'm saying, <laughs> I understand why like even if it's not a nostalgia cry and it's a really sad cry, it's like a, it's an interesting way to document your healing and your growth. Totally. So I'm like, not shitting on other people doing that for their healing and their growth. And I see the, you know, it feels the weird though. It feels weird though. And I see the purpose yeah. in sharing it, just like in the purpose of sharing anything. Like, totally. I get it. Totally. I'm not going to do it because it, I personally get weirded out by it. Totally. For myself, I mean,
1: even when I do it, it's a vanity thing because I grew up my whole life with my sister being like, if you're ever sad in front of like a boy, just cry because my eyes get so fucking blue when I cry; they become like mm-hmm. electric blue, but then my whole face is red and splotchy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, you gotta really look past this to get to that.
0: Oh my! But God. I'm like,
1: I'll like take a photo and try to send it to Aaron and be like, look at my pretty eyes.
0: <laughs> look how pretty I am. <laughs> Let's procreate. <laughs> Literally. Oh man. Wow. Well, does that kind of lead about? about Kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were on the
1: I guess let's let's to paint the picture for the people about our topic today. What was it like two days ago? You and Mm -hmm. I were on the phone just unpacking what we were going through as friends, not in order to prep for the episode by any means. But I think it's so cool that Having this space has made us. It's almost like in a different form of journaling. I'm able to track my patterns and core wounds so much more clearly by having this space together and like having a weekly place to report in and talk about our mental health. So Gabby and I have just gotten to the root of a lot of things recently, and we each have our own different core wounds that are coming up a lot right now. Because as we like to say, the universe will continue to present you with the lesson that you're trying to learn over and over and over again in different facets. And we were kind of unpacking that for ourselves. Recently, in like the past week or past month, what came up for us and how it immediately links back to our two core wounds that we always fucking talk about, and we just thought that was kind of an interesting process to share with the group, to share with the class. We're airing out our secrets today.
0: That's what we're doing. I had myself on mute this whole time so like, Kay wouldn't literally kill me while I'm adjusting my Sorry, microphone. Sorry, Kay.
1: That's okay. I'm blowing my nose throughout this whole episode because once again, it is winter, and we all know my nose in winter.
0: Okay, I'm just trying. I'm trying to like not move a lot today. I have a heating pad on. We know what time of the month it is. We know what's happening. It was funny because like sometimes you and I will like sit and be like, oh, what do we talk about for the podcast? Like, we're like feeling we're not unpacking anything. Like, what do we do for our solo? Especially because solos, guys, like we don't record these far in advance. So like they're very, we want to keep it it. in real time. Yeah, we want to keep it as fresh as as we can when it comes to Mm -hmm. at least our solos. And then you said it and I was like, wow duh like of course this is what we should be freaking talking about we're both like sitting here crying about it right now let's literally unpack it also not
1: to immediately derail us but the studio looks so good thank you so much i can't wait to record in
0: person i know i'm really excited about it i was looking back at some of our tiktoks from when you came the one time and we recorded here and i was like wow other than the fact that that angle is fucking astonishingly horrifying no, I can't even talk about it because we also filmed
1: our first vlog. We're trying to vlog for Patreon and also make a YouTube. I comeback. laughed so
0: hard at you when you said that to
1: me. Oh my god! Everything I'm doing, I'm like film. You can't even see the phone because I only film under myself like this. And then I was watching it back, like everyone's just looking up my nose and at my double chin for 15 minutes. But say, Lavi.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I look so. That's why it's on Patreon. Not great honestly. in our Patreon vlog. Like, I'm just going to put it out there now. <laughs> Like, don't even worry about it, sister. I'm right there with you. Like, I'm not going to be in glam on that one. No, like, we do not care. Yeah. What was I saying before? Core wounds? Core wounds. (laughs) Do you want to, like, explain what a core wound is? Sure, absolutely. Core wounds are typically
1: subconscious things that happened to you in childhood that maybe you're not aware of that monumentally impact your patterns, the way you're acting challenges that come up in your life. So say it could be something as little as, Oh my gosh, you know, it's funny. The first one that comes to my brain is like, I remember my earliest, most embarrassing moment is being in first grade and being in computer class. And I was wearing white underwear that were really cute with black polka dots all over it. And the whole time the class was laughing and I didn't know why. And I guess my underwear was showing. At least it so were cute. That can be a core wound that now everywhere I go, I'm always like making sure my underwear, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's examples of things that are small looking back, like as an adult, you could be like, that didn't impact me at all. However, your subconscious can hold on to beliefs of what that would mean for yourself. And that can manifest as challenges in your adult life.
0: The first time I think I ever heard about core wounds and like the concept of it was obviously at Hoffman. And, of course, but they take didn't call it. Yeah. Take a shot. It wasn't necessarily, I don't think we said that word. Maybe we did. I don't want to give away the exercise because if you go, it's totally quite frankly, it was the most, one of the most jarring of the exercises, yeah. but it was basically, we were sort of talking about like the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Yes. And that was your,
1: that was your TLO article. Mm-hmm. was a lot of that like well, yeah. your self definition versus what's projected on you i love that yeah so it was yeah. it
0: was um identifying those core wounds in that way of like what is the story like what is the story of you because like especially i mean the majority of us when we're asked to reflect on ourselves and if this is not you go you and i <laughs> like i'm working towards that every day but i feel like the majority of us when we're asked to reflect on ourselves it's so much easier for us to list all of the bad things right. than the good. So right. that exercise was really an opportunity to illuminate our shame statements about ourselves, basically. I
1: love that. I love that. So I don't think core wounds has to be a set you know, term or definition. Mm-mm. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. – I love that.
0: Yeah, and so there's definitely, for me, like one underlying one that has mm-hmm. been played out and you made a good point. I don't know if we had hit record already, but core wounds, or maybe you were saying this to me the other day when I was talking to you about it, but like those stories that we tell ourselves, even if we think it's boxed into one mm-hmm. area of our life, it plays out in so many different ways. And it might not be the same story that it's playing out. Like it might be a, a different iteration that was like a big realization that i had this week and a big realization of the way in which i'm manipulating that story and i'm manipulating people to reinforce that story so that i don't have totally. to feel bad about being the one that's telling the story does that make sense Absolutely. i don't want to feel I, I don't yep. want to feel like i'm the one that's like talking shit about myself so i'll just find somebody else to talk shit about me to confirm and it and then be like I knew it or exactly. like, let me feel like shit now, but it's not because I caused it. It's because this person said something mean.
1: Absolutely. Our brain is trying to find ways to confirm the thoughts we're thinking to validate ourselves, especially when it's something where we say this all the time. Like if you were you know, raised with a certain trauma pattern or a certain mm-hmm. wound, your brain is comfortable dealing with that scenario. The unknown is scarier. The, the yeah. other side of healing is scarier. So might as well keep yourself there by validating it with whatever fucking intel you get.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want
1: to, do you want to share yours first?
0: I am like my core wound is,
1: I think that I, (laughs) and it's, I'm sure that we can have many. We're not saying it's the one end all be all. We're not saying it's one for your life. They're, they're around. This is ours right Mm -hmm. now in this season of life.
0: Exactly. I've, I've definitely had a couple of scenarios over the past month and longer that, have been direct, you know, when life just slaps you in the face because it's oh, trying to boy, does wake it? you up. It's been happening yeah. to me a lot with this underlying story. I spent so much of my life hiding behind mm-hmm. just a facade of everything mm-hmm. that I created of, about myself because I always had this really deep fear that if people actually saw who I was, that I they wouldn't love me. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like in a space with the friends that I have in my life and like in a loving partnership, that's all I, you know, all I want is to show who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's been the goal and mission. And I also feel like I'm a lot, I'm so clear on like who I actually am. And again, shout out to the work, shout out to the work work. again. (laughs) I, by the way, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't think that just because you get clarity around who you are and your authentic self. I don't think that that means that you need to be showing it to everybody in the world because I don't think that everyone deserves access to you. I think Absolutely. it is completely fine and up to you. And a therapist might be like, you're so wrong. And this is why I'm not an expert. And like, I will always defer to one, but I just don't think that you owe everyone the same level of authenticity Yeah. personally. Anyways, all I want is to be like, Seen by the people that I love as like who I am. Like I just I hate feeling misunderstood, and I had a lot of experiences growing up that was the underlying root of like I just I feel so fucking misunderstood. And because you were never showing yourself, I was just never showing myself, and my actions obviously weren't aligning with like who I am. Right at my Cause core, you're prot- you
1: trying to protect yourself. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and then I'd blame others. I blame my friends. I blame whoever. Totally. I'd be like, Why do they think I'm this? Why do they think I'm that? And I'm like, oh, it's because what I'm. It's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> So I was at acupuncture the other day, which shout out Dr. Michelle. Her episode was we love great. You. Go listen to it if you haven't. And obviously that's, you know, where I have <laughs> lately my biggest realizations. She was the one that kind of helped me realize like the way in which I'm using others as like the scapegoat mm-hmm. of not having to take accountability for like me being the one that's telling the story and just finding others to reinforce that cool. narrative. And the example that we were talking about was a recent conversation I had with my mom about work and I got really upset and annoyed during the conversation because I felt really doubted and really Mm. Mm -hmm. not even attacked. I just felt like babied and doubted. Yeah, I'm not saying like that there maybe wasn't things in the delivery that could have been better. Maybe there wasn't things in, you know, the conversation that, you know, weren't frustrating. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but I'm also saying at the same time. All of those beliefs that were like really frustrating me after that conversation, like I, those are my beliefs about myself. Mm -hmm. And it like really Mm -hmm. illuminated a lot of doubt that I have around myself when it comes to my career and it reinforced it. And it, I just, I feel like I'm, I was blaming others for my own projections, even if those projections were, or like, even if those, even that narrative is conditioning. And it was totally, learned. totally. The bottom line yeah, is that yeah. it's been internalized. So mm-hmm. now it's on me to figure out how to like unstick that and unlearn that and do that work so that when I have those conversations, which are inevitable because I can't control other people, I can pause, I can breathe, I can almost like disassociate in a way where I'm not going to get frazzled when I answer. Well, it's not disassociating, it's creating space. Creating space. Thank you like yeah, the healthy sp- version of disassociating yeah yeah creating space where it's like I can actually respond because one of the things I was telling totally. Dr. Michelle I was like I just feel like I get so frazzled and I feel like I have to have all these answers and then I feel like I sound like an idiot because I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm like frazzled and mm-hmm. she was like so I don't understand why you can't just like take a moment and take a beat <laughs> to like breathe in and gather your too. thoughts yeah it was so like, matter so of fact. clear
1: and simple and matter of fact yeah
0: Yeah. It was also kind of giving the opportunity to like understand like that I may never, there were two big lessons that I took away or three, I want to say that I took away from that, which I'll get to, but that was like part one of Korun Mm -hmm. stuff. And then like part two was like, I got into a fight with Zoe recently that like our argument again, like illuminated, a Mm -hmm. like the the giant one. And it was very like, I had a reaction to something that was like really defensive and passive aggressive because I felt like he he was expressing something to me that felt like an attack on who I am at my core. My reaction was like really defensive and aggressive and came from a place of like, if I don't fight you on this, then like I'm admitting a huge flaw. And like, it's not like he was, by the way, this was, I'm not gonna say like what the conversation was, but like right. it's not like he said something like about me or my personality. Absolutely it was like not it, it was essentially yeah. the concept of being like, I prefer a cheeseburger instead of regular burger. Absolutely. Yes. And I was like, How dare you? Because I like cheeseburger or like I like regular burger. This like is that's essential big- to my identity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was yeah. basically a conversation like that. Cause I don't need Absolutely. people being like, Oh my God, are you letting your boyfriend bully you? Cause like, trust me, I've been there no. done that. And like, that's not what's happening here. Yeah. But I just I don't know. I felt like both of those lessons of like just having this like undying need to be perfect because I feel like if I'm not this 360 human being in all areas of my life, that I am not good enough Mm -hmm. and I am not lovable enough and that like these people will leave. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm just setting myself up for failure because why Mm -hmm. am I telling myself that there's a bar that I have? Like with work, I'm like, oh, I have these two goals that I want to reach, for example. And when I reach those goals, my mom will stop this will be fine. My finances will be taken care of. Like everything, right. like. Like you're not going to just jump. Like I'm not just going to move the bar days. higher. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, what am, I, what am I doing here? Like jokes really on me. The three major lessons that I learned from this week was I may never get what I want from my family. I may never feel seen in the way that I want from certain people. And while it's heartbreaking, like it's, it's okay. And there's ways mm-hmm. to move through that. Mm-hmm. Patience was another huge one that Dr. Michelle was like slapping Oof. me in the face with. That one's so hard for me. <laughs> with myself and and with others and like with the universe, because like I'm so impatient and I so expect everything to like change right now and happen right now. And that's just not the case. And by the way, so counterintuitive to everything that I believe in. Because mm-hmm. have I not been like yelling that like all I want is like stability and like consistency. Mm-hmm. And like, how do you get that the overnight?
1: Toilet. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like you don't, like that. Come, you need to be patient. So it was patience and you said this to me of just remembering to use those patterns as a roadmap. That was a good reminder.
1: Like when it was the, we've spoken about this at length before, but if you're new here, it's this essentially rather than being upset because you're finding new triggers or upset about being triggered, you could be like, oh damn, okay, well, at least I have a very clear idea of what I should try to focus on healing right now. And mm-hmm. trying to use it as an opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Good lessons. A lot of a lot of sidebar convos that we can continue to have on the pod that I would like to. But that was the unpacking. What <laughs> was
1: yours? Beautifully said and explained. And I think so many people can relate to that. And to re- relate to those core wounds and feel similarly. And in vastly different chapters of their life and scenarios and context and characters like... We're all, we all have the same range of human emotions. Like we really are mm-hmm. all going through the same things at the end of the day. But thank yeah. you for
0: sharing. That was beautifully said. Thanks for listening. Um,
1: one of the ways in which my core wound has showed up in, cause we're talking about different facets, the ways in which they're showing up recently is different than, <laughs> okay, I'm beating around the bush. Let me just say one of my big core wounds is wanting to be good and perceived mm-hmm. as a good person and be good enough. And it was so stemmed from a place of positivity in my childhood of my parents being like, you know, you, you, school was important, but it's not like they're going to hate me if I try really hard and get bad grades. It was, you need to just be a good person. But that was so ingrained in me. And there was so much going on with other family members and scenarios and trauma and mental illness that that was kind of the only lesson I was pushed. So I internalized it so much that now I have to behave in certain ways in order to be perceived as a good person. Otherwise, you know, everything crumbles for me. Yeah, And most of the time or or what was most comfortable for my brain to understand that playing out was with people pleasing and Mm -hmm. with my lack of boundaries, which I've spoken to at length on here. But in a fucking podcast episode one time, we were talking about this and you even said to me, yeah, like your entire career, of saving people's mental health and like working in a nonprofit <laughs> yeah. and being a, And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, everything mean, do we do like? for a living? Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that too. So it, they really do show up in so many different ways. But I think for me, most recently, it has been boundaries and friendships, because I also feel like I am in. Similar to you, such a beautiful place with my friendships right now. And I really love and value everyone. And I have open conversations with people and good boundaries. And I have one friendship that is in a different place than it was before. You know, like sometimes you're, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, circumstances, you're just around a person for a lot of time and now you're not. And, you know, you just kind of like adjust how that looks like. And there's someone that for the past few years has just like not felt good anymore. And I have not let it, I, I was unwilling to let that go. Like I really was trying to force something that was not feeling good. And, and they were expressing that they were unhappy with me and my behaviors and the way I was showing up. And even in that conversation, like didn't feel good for me or right or aligned or whatever. It's just, it, it's a friendship that made me, no other friendship makes me feel this guilty or yeah. or shameful or like I'm in trouble. And like, you know, which goes yes. back to like not being good. Yeah. But they there's someone that was very important to me and is very important to me. And I still have a lot of love and respect for. So I was still trying to show up. Anyway, in the past couple months, there was just a scenario in which I was trying to have a conversation with them that didn't even pan out. That was so triggering. And I remember I woke up one day with a stress rash and quite literally had to call Gabby and you just repeated on the phone to me like you are a good person and you don't have to now go chase them and save them and figure out what's wrong and like solve the problem and overextend yourself. And you are still a fucking good person for without having to do any of that. Yeah. And boy, did I just need to hear it. And so sharing your core wounds with a best friend is a great idea because then you can call them in a crisis. They could say exactly what they need to you. And then I journaled so much about it because as we do, and I've come up with a new mantra for myself, which is I am good here. And it's not to dismiss. Isn't that a good one? And and I even wrote it like, it's not to dismiss that I have goals for myself and I want to be other places. And, and I, you know, have big manifestations I want to come through, but it is about Marie Forleo had a saying that I watched fucking 10 years ago on the internet called making isness your business. Ew. And it's just kind of about the power of presence, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in, in embodying that gratitude and embodying the kind of lesson that I'm learning to embody is that me right here, right now with no accomplishments with no conversations with nothing I'm doing today with none of my goals with none of my attributes me simply being here and existing and breathing inherently means I'm good enough like I'm good for being here I'm benevolent like I believe that the universe is benevolent and I believe that we're all connected and if that's true then I am good enough just by simply being born and being here I don't have to accomplish anything I don't have to be a good person I don't have to, you know, give back to the world. That's the one thing that my mom and I will still fight on. Is we like to say that your purpose is just showing up as your authentic self and being here. My mom would argue that your purpose is also to give back to this world. And I and so much of that is so ingrained in me too, obviously. And I I still really believe that, but I'm also because I believe it because
0: too. it's I, I believe right? both can be true. I don't think both that- can
1: be true, but because of like how sticky that core wound gets for me of like needing to to people please and act a certain way to just do whatever makes other people comfortable in order for them to perceive me as good. Mm-hmm. Like I have to let some of that go a little yeah, bit and be like, fair. if I did nothing to contribute to this world, if I, you know, didn't choose a lifestyle or behaviors or a career that did nothing to contribute, like I would still be good enough for being here. And I'm still allowed to take up as much space as I want. Yeah. And so that's my new mantra.
0: I you like good that mantra here. for you. You are good here. Thank you. I think that's and it's interesting a lot of because,
1: people. Thank you. It's interesting because I, even when we were talking the other day, that one scenario with a friend had kind of come up in the past, but that day I had gotten three different DMs that kind of like crossed a boundary or were weird. And there are things that in the past I would have, right? I'm like, don't How make me, don't do make me that? fight
0: about like fight for you on the <laughs> internet again. Cause I will.
1: One was, one was like, you know, kind of like a random friendship one. One was like a work. I want something from you kind of one. And just. In the past, once again, I would have overextended myself or at least tried to placate Mm -hmm. or people please or offered a different scenario. And I was just absolutely not not doing it. And it's cool because sometimes in the moment, you don't even realize that you're starting to act in alignment with your more authentic self. Yeah. Like it wasn't necessarily something I was consciously thinking of. I just was choosing whether it was with this friend or in these DMs. I was just choosing to not engage in the way I would have. So it wasn't even like a proactive, like I was just stepping back and like letting that be type Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it in the moment didn't really think about it. But then in terms of unpacking it later with you, I was like, oh, shit, like this is what it looks like to take behaviors that are new for me in a way that are more in alignment with who I know myself to be authentically.
0: Yeah. And it feels weird it cool. sometimes. It feels weird it sometimes. Weird.
1: It felt yeah. it felt like not normal. That's why I had to call you and be like, so I'm doing this. Is this right? Like, no, but that, <laughs> I needed that check still. I mean, I've done yeah. the same
0: thing with you recently where like I was, like I'm thinking of a specific situation where defending myself is something mm. I'm not trying to do. And mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. proving that I know what I'm doing and like I'm good enough. Because like, it's funny that you were saying like your mantra is like, I'm good here. Like mm-hmm. my whole thing that I like took out of Hoffman was like, I'm lovable as I am. And like that, that oh. was my second tattoo that I've ever had was yeah, as I am yeah. on my wrist. My thing was like feeling like I need to like in conversation, pr- like if, if I'm having a conversation with someone that I really care about and they're saying something to me about me, that something that I think would be beneficial to me. And I know it's coming mm-hmm. from a place of love, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really align with me. But quite frankly, me combating it with like all of the, you know, the the list of reasons why I don't think that would work for me in my life. And then having to follow that up with all of the, you know, reasons as to why I know that they wouldn't work well for my life. Uh-huh. And like, you know, uh-huh. reasons why my intuition <laughs> is actually strong and like reasons mm-hmm. why, and then, you know, coming in with like, oh, the, oh, we don't believe in intuition, or we, you know, whatever, like showing the receipts. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, thank you absolutely. Like,
1: oh, isn't that such a nicer, like you, there's no need. There's just no need. But now it just, it's a great just... suggestion. You knew where they were coming from. You know, where you're at the proving you know to yourself what? over and over gets a little, mm-hmm. that, that is acting in alignment. Like you're still having to prove it to yourself. Cause you don't believe it versus yeah. like so embodied in believing it that it's unaffecting where you're at.
0: But do you know what? Or it and can I, affect you, but you don't need to bring it up yeah. in that moment. What? Tell me. I would love your opinion on this because I was asking Dr. Michelle about it because I feel like over the past couple of years with normalizing and destigmatizing conversations about mental health, which is obviously the goal, there has come a wave of... Don't get me started. It's like, I don't even want to use the word selfish because I think being selfish is a positive thing. Sometimes and I think that's a word that needs to be reframed, but I don't know how else to say it. Like a wave of just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Fuck the consequences. Because I'm acting in alignment, yeah. Uh Yeah, a lot of main character energy has come. Oh my god! To put it simply, yeah. What I'm grappling with is the line of me being able to not engage like that and say like, "Oh yeah, good," without placating, without being disrespectful or belittling to my intent. Yeah, or like being being disrespectful to my intention around that relationship because it's not like I don't want it to be like a person that like I don't have a good relationship with like I want to have a great relationship with for sure but I also don't need to engage with that but then it's like am I doing a disservice to that person am I doing a disservice to our relationship am I like you know I don't know if this is what you're getting at but the 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 concept that pops out in my
1: head is when people are like um not everyone can handle it, but I just tell it how it is. Like, I'm just so mm. truthful. Not every- And I'm like, that's not truthful. That's being a bitch. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between saying something that you- is true for you and coming from, like, a place of love and respect and mutual understanding with a boundary and saying something really shitty that's, like, just your opinion. masked as like, well, this is how it is. Or, like, I say what people are afraid to say. When it's, like, not your place, not your business, and you're actually just being mean to, like, prove something to yourself.
0: I mean, we, we know it. I'll say it again. And Meadow will roll her eyes, as Miss Taylor oh, no. Swift says. Oh, God. <laughs> as That's the funny. great writer yeah. Taylor Swift says, casually cruel in the name of being honest. It's just, it's. It's just, it's a bar. I don't care if you like tr- her or no, not. No, it's a it's bar. True. It is a bar.
1: And it's such a trope that like we see in media all the time. And it's just like so fucking boring to me because I'm like, but, yeah. how many times are we going to play this out? I don't, and I don't know if that, that's not I know that's not exactly what you're saying, but it's just like one example of that scenario to me. But I think at least for me, when I'm trying to play that out, one, I for sure know that I've messed that up because I was so people pleaser-y that now learning to have boundaries, the pendulum swings. And I'm going to set boundaries that are way too hard in learning what my new boundaries actually are because I don't know what they feel like yet. Do you know what I mean? So I know for sure the pendulum will swing and I will fuck that up. But I think like kind of just like being in touch with your gut, creating that space and meditation to like know when things feel off or right. And then like not being afraid to take accountability or have a conversation when it's appropriate, right? Because it's not like Mm. every friendship is going to require that level of whatever. Um. But I don't know. I think it's just like living it out day by day, feeling it out in your body and like taking accountability when you need to and fucking moving forward. At least that's how I navigate it. That
0: yeah. works for me. I like what do the, you your think? answer about meditation and introspection because I, I just, the way in which I can over-intellectualize something
1: and uh, mull it over stupid. over yeah. and over
0: and over and over and over and over and over again yeah. is so unhelpful. We're not going to solve
1: anything with our thoughts at that point right. in time. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So just yeah, I like I like that answer about tapping back into intuition.
1: Did you see that TikTok I sent you yet of the mm. therapist that specializes in people that over intellectualize and don't do well in no, talk therapy?
0: I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. Because if
1: they're, I haven't like dove into her work
0: or um, God, research her at all, her But her if she seems them. cool, I would love yeah. to have
1: her on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Interesting. Because talk therapy is like not. Not the tool that is most beneficial to you and I in this season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, I was talking about that with Dr. Michelle the other day. It, it's just not.
1: Like CBT is not it for us right now. Right now. Has Not been. to say it's not Maybe so it will helpful. be again. Absolutely has been. Maybe it will be again. Right now, nah. Mm. Which is fine. People mm-hmm. have different healing for different things. I used to be someone that was like, everyone should be in therapy. It's so beneficial. You can't go wrong. And I do like somewhat believe that because mental health and mental wellness and these conversations are still so new to Mm -hmm. the world that I like some part of me is like, yeah, for the majority, I think it's really beneficial to create a space to kind of look at yourself and your behaviors and your thoughts and opinions in ways that we haven't necessarily been taught to do. But I used to be so steadfast about that. And now I'm like, absolutely fucking not like therapy is not for everyone.
0: Well, here's the thing. Hold on, because I agree to a certain extent, but like, it's just there's too much nuance in it, and that's why I won't ever say exactly. like don't a go definitive to therapy because right. therapy is beyond fucking helpful. Neither Meta nor I are therapists or doctors, and also and we've like, been in therapy for years before. There's also just with like spiritual stuff and and these books and certain things like there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that is like really bypassy. Oh yes, there is. Like untethered soul upsetting. is a great example. Totally. Literally, I asked Dr. Michelle, because I was like, I'm curious. I was like, have you read Michael Singer? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what do you think about Untethered Soul? And she straight up was like, no, like, it's really bypassy because she's like, what I don't like about it is that it basically doesn't give you any space to actually feel the feeling and like let it move through. And that's going to keep showing up in your life a million other times until you actually fucking
1: feel it. Literally, in my I Am Good Here journaling, I had to talk about um, the different, like, loving the surrender experiment for the for the thought experiment of being willing to follow the universe and like mm-hmm. knowing that there's bigger things for you and kind of like um total surrender to to a gift that could be yours but there's absolutely no mention of boundaries anywhere in that conversation and that's so hard for me as a people pleaser that would like let anyone do anything for me if i if i follow that protocol
0: which is why i'm saying like i think that like regular talk therapy might not be what we need now. And like there is other things that we might need, but like, I think it's, it's an incredible, and this is not saying like I am above it, but there it is, I think oh, it's not an incredible not way to start your journey yes. of self-reflection because like it's, I think it's just about having and gathering as best as you can the tools in your toolkit. Totally. And well like said. using them totally. to balance each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And being able oh, to ask God, questions. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And we're not, and that's the thing is like that toolkit is never or up until this point was not handed to us. Now there's elementary schools with social, emotional, wellness teachers. It's like the fucking coolest thing in the world. But, no, but not it's enough. It's so new. It's not enough and it's so new. So that's why having it's a set place to kind of learn those tools are so, so, so important. Just right now, we've learned a lot of tools in that section that have helped us up until this point. And now we're in this place where it's like, we got to get a little bit more body because we're too here right now. And then we can come back.
0: Yeah. And by the way, there are CBT therapists and things like that, that like, will do meditation. Yeah. And like do my body connection, Kim, Kim my therapist
1: that was on talked all
0: about that. Yeah. Right. So like, again, that's why I won't stand on, like, I I won't say like talk therapy is like, not for me because like, what if I find a therapist that's like a regular CBT, CBT therapist that is also integrating Mm -hmm. breath work or is integrating Mm -hmm. visualizations and meditations. I think it's just about finding a therapist that works with the style of healing that you you need because like for for example like I had you know like done other things but then like Hoffman was the most totally poignant poignant thing that I did and Mm. it was the type of exercises and the type of therapy that like was very helpful for my personal self so now I seek out that type of teaching in the therapists that I go to and sometimes you got to shop therapist to figure that out. Like if this is totally new
1: for you and you've never been to therapy and you're listening, sometimes it takes trying a couple different styles to to have that understanding of what does work for you because it's new.
0: Yeah. And that's like normal. In the, yeah. Like I'm not currently with like a like regular therapist. Like there's other mm-hmm. things I'm doing in my life to supplement that like are working for me right now. And like- Totally. Maybe I'll Same. go back, but like the past two therapists that I had, like I just didn't vibe with. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Healing is nuanced. <laughs> anyway, yeah. moral
0: of the story. More of the story, core wounds, man.
1: Core wounds, man. They'll keep showing up in different ways.
0: I like the idea though, if anyone's listening, that it's a helpful thing of what Metta was suggesting of creating your own mantra, you know, around yeah. your core wound that totally is a nice, Feels healthy empowering. reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: been really say it to yourself whenever you're activated in a conversation, like when I'm doing, you know, my heart opening exercise, I always talk about mm-hmm. in real conversation, you could say your own mantra to yourself. It's been fun. It's been empowering. I mean, my go-to mantra of all time, like my thesis statement mantra, is I am loving awareness because I'm a Ram Dass bitch. But right now, the I am good here is really working for me.
0: I like that. Or just be like me and tattoo it on your body and stare at it all the time.
1: God, I want more tattoos too, honestly. Oh, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. I know, me too. Gotta go do it's so much work so, so we can actually do it.
0: Yay. All right, we gotta go. Thanks we gotta for listening.
1: Go. This was fun. Maybe yeah. we could do... Uh, Corbun check-ins, let us know how this was. If you liked it, if we want to do check-ins, we'll continue to talk and share examples of the way in which things come up. Because I think, honestly, at least when I listen to other podcasts that do that, I find it extremely helpful. So I hope it helps someone else. Yeah. And in this kind of conversation it led me to believe we should also have an episode soon about expansive friendships
0: we should I, because the yeah. work
1: we've done to find each other and have this and like that being such a part of like understanding our core wounds or these check-ins or like whether or not a relationship is worth having that conversation and back yeah. and forth these can all be fun things to unpack in friendship so if you have friendship questions please send them our way because maybe we'll record that soon yeah i'm down okay right, cool all right i love you love you
0: thanks for listening okay ciao How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV Familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, A.B. Gotcha.